Get ready to be dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Days and Infused. Tonight and today, we are happy to have Warren Bobrell with us, a.k.a. the Cannabis Cocktail King. Warren, welcome to the show. I am so happy to be here. This is great. It's 10 o'clock at night on the East Coast, so I'm raring to go. Right on. Good attitude. I like that going in. So as we start all these podcasts, Warren, why don't you tell us a little bit about your historical connection to cannabis and how it's in your life? Well, it's, it's been in my life pretty much since I was 12 years old, uh, 12 or 13, somewhere in there. But uh, my uncle was a hippie. There was always cannabis, or at that time it was called weed. I think it's still called weed. It's always it an always, uncle, too. Yeah, it was always, yeah, it was always an uncle. It was, there was always the Grateful Dead. There was always uh, Roosevelt Stadium. There was always Madison Square Garden. You know, whatever it was that they were smoking, I was smoking along with them. I'm not quite sure if it was gerbil droppings or what, but uh, <laughs> it, it was something. And it did something. Right on. Well, that's, you know, very similar to me and, the, the, you know, the hippies and around where I am in Northern California. And that's kind of where my connection comes into. So very similar background. I like to hear yeah. it on the East Coast as well. That's of good. course. So I wanted to ask you, since you're the cocktail king of cannabis, um, there's been a recent thing, especially with um, the product that I produce called Shuggies, which is a sugar or agave syrup in low dosage, where we're interacting a lot with the dispensaries and things. And we say, well, would you like to make some mocktails? And we're getting back a lot now. Can of tails, you mean? And like, so I started talking to some bartender friends of mine and they said, well, we want to reserve the mocktail thing for those people who don't want to drink alcohol or anything that affects them mentally. How do you feel about that term mocktail versus can of tail? Uh, well, you know, it, let me just think, think back for, for a moment, because when I wrote my book, Cannabis Cocktails, even though I have some mocktails in the book, really the, the effect, the crossfade effect, the, the feeling that we're looking for happens when you mix a little bit of alcohol with a little bit of THC. And it's not like adding bitters to a drink or adding a tincture to a cup of coffee. It's, it's actually a craft cocktail that's carefully prepared with love, and it, it has a, a, a different feeling than, uh, than most people have ever experienced. Is that I what agree you're looking for? I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, but how do you feel about different. the term? Should we be calling it a cannatale rather than a mocktail? Uh, if it's a cannabis cocktail, it would connotate that it has liquor in it. If it's a cannabis mocktail, it has no liquor. And it's terminology within the liquor industry. A cocktail is a drink with, with alcohol, and a mocktail is a drink without alcohol. Right, it's pretty right. simple. I mean, I, I, we're not re reinventing the wheel here. Well, just to give you a little background on me, Warren, I was in the tequila business for years, and I was importing uh, tankers of tequila to the United States. Not, uh, not the highest level tequila, but it was tequila for mixed drinks and yeah. uh, bottled drinks. And sort of like Cuervo, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, kind of, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. From, I'll give a shout out to Leros Tequila. They're good pals down in Tequila, Mexico. Um, 
But you're good with the alcohol and cannabis combination. A lot of people are really shy away from that. It, I, I mean, it's not like, like uh, here, here's the, the, what they're shying away from. They're shying away from that night that they had five shots of tequila and then smoked a joint. <laughs> and they never saw the world spin quite, quite the same way ever again. And no, it scared didn't. them. It bothered them. It made them throw up. It made them feel really terrible. And sure. so when, when you think about a cannabis cocktail – the first thing you think about is that experience of spinning, of not being able to make the make the uh, the elevator stop turning. You know, or you know, yeah. as it's going up and down the flights, it's also spinning. No, it's not like that. It's a uh, THC naturally binds with alcohol, and it really goes back to the early apothecary in the 1840s and 50s, when the only true ingredient that did anything in the early apothecary was probably the cannabis. Yeah. I am I am shocked to see some of the old photos that are finally getting to the light of day of apothecaries in the old west and across you know from Iowa back where the pharmacy or the apothecary had the big pot leaf outside. Of course they did because they knew that it worked. Yeah, it's amazing that we're back there almost, right? Almost. It's, it's almost. almost. Yeah. Uh, well, I wish you luck back in New Jersey too because we need you. to it's get you guys terribly on board stigmatized. With- Terribly yeah. stigmatized. It got me disowned by my own family. I mean, they're affluent family, and they saw cannabis use as a weakness, not as a strength. Right. Well, that's too bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite way to consume cannabis other than drinking? Do you do you are you a smoker on a regular uh, basis? I'm a, I'm actually smoking some right now. Um, I'm smoking some as we said before. I was. It's uh, cookies from Brother David, outdoor grown. I'm, going to be at the emerald cup on thursday or or traveling up to santa rosa on thursday for the emerald cup i don't think we discussed that but uh, i am a massive fan of outdoor grown cannabis and i like to smoke it i you know i get all this this technology stuff i all the time but i you know vaporizers packs da vinci's all these other tools but really at the end of the day what i love to do is have a, a lovely hand rolled joint which oh, is something I, which is something I can't do myself. I mean, after how many years? I'm 58 years old, and I've been smoking weed since I was 12, and I still can't roll a perfect joint. So well, maybe you can teach me. Well, I'd love to hook up with you to do that sometime because uh, it is an art form. I learned from an old cowboy back in Bighorn, Wyoming, years and years ago. So wow. that's where I got my rolling cool. skills. He could do it one handed. I still can't do that. See, I, I can drive with my knee, drink a beer. Well, I shouldn't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> On private land, of course, right? <laughs> right, of course. Yeah. I grew up in a farm. You know, it's all, all private. There you go. Um, so I'm sorry to miss you at Cannabis Cup. I will be down at a, a Bud Tender event in West Hollywood this weekend. Huh. And the rest of my team are at MJ BizCon this week. So, Well, see, Vegas and I have a problematic relationship. I've been there probably two dozen times and every time i go back i say this is the last time so last year when i was at mj bizcon i was working for a private client under an nda i can't tell you what the company was but i was mixing cannabis mocktails for that individual and so i didn't get to see the show at all so it was really no loss that i didn't see it last year and this year i was invited to the emerald cup so i'm going to that so Emerald Cup's always a good time. I've been a couple of times. It's always fun. Um, my office is actually in Santa Rosa. Our, oh, lucky our you. Dis- Pr- distro pretty office town. up there. It is. Pretty town. So let me talk to you briefly about, um, you went from banker, Wall Street banker or, uh, or just mainstream banker? Let's, let's actually uh, back up a little further than that. Sure. I, uh, I actually started as a television engineer and it didn't, I didn't embrace 
the fact that I was given a gift in life, a union card in New York City, no. and, and a job, and I, I just didn't take it seriously. So I lost my job in New York City, where I, you know, I had a degree in film from Emerson in Boston, and I'd spent all these years trying to become something only to blow it. So I, I was fortunate, or maybe unfortunate as it is, but I, I had a family that took me traveling to Europe all the time, mm -hmm. you know, met multiple times during the year and we spent a month there and lived pretty nicely. And I paid attention who was cooking my meals and more often than not, it was kids. And there was usually the kids who were the, the children of the restaurant owners. And I paid attention to that. And I saw that, you know, I had a passion for food and I had a passion for flavor and for taste, for organic ingredients, good ingredients, you know, mm -hmm. simple ingredients. And I uh, wanted to become a chef. And I guess the best way of becoming a chef is by starting at the bottom. And I got a job as a pot scrubber dishwasher up in York Harbor, Maine, which is you know, in Southern Maine. And I worked my way up through culinary school and the ACF apprenticeship. And I owned a fresh pasta business and I lost everything in hurricane Hugo in 1989 oh, in Charleston. So I am too, but, but it pushed me to where I am today. So I, you know, I'm lucky. I'm lucky that I was able to find myself in that. So I became a chef and I lost my business and I had to get a job that paid benefits and then all the things that I needed in life. And I got a job as a bank teller. Oh, got it. Because I owed money to my dad and grandfather, and you know, I was the yeah, only one in my family that that was forced to pay back the money that was, oh. everyone oh. else got got you know handed it to them. So got it, I got it. Oh, well, we'll move on from that subject and, and, uh, <laughs> as we're going to uh, well, first okay. break. Well, um, I liked um, I I did overhear on one of your podcasts that your your alcohol consumption in terms of a personal thing has gone down over the years, which is funny as a parallel to me. I, I used to be a very big drinker, especially when uh -huh. I was in the alcohol importation yeah. business. And sure. the deeper I get into cannabis, the less I drink, which I is don't, I don't drink really any, cool. I don't drink any distilled spirits any longer. And I have, I have happy Van Winkle going back 10 years and everything else. And I don't even touch it, it because it does, it just, it just makes me feel sick. And yeah, being I, around I people who are drinkers, too, as another thing, I mean, it's something I never thought I'd see happen, but it was uh, 2018, the Tales of the Cocktail down in New Orleans, and I came back from Tales after only having three drinks the entire time, and that was the last time I drank any distilled spirits. That's a New Orleans record right there, three drinks. Three drinks in, in, in you know, two weeks or whatever. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. <laughs> but I just didn't feel like drinking anymore. And, but even though I still work with alcohol, but it, I know plenty of bartenders. My mentor, Chris James, for one, doesn't drink. And, uh, and he works for the David Burke organization and, you know, runs their liquor program. So I think that I'm pretty lucky not drinking. Probably keep yeah. me younger a little bit longer as well. I think so too. I mean, it is a transitional thing, especially at, uh, I'm very similar in age to you. I'm 55. And I think a lot of people kind of come to that conclusion at a certain point in their life. And well, you poison. also get, a, yeah. It's and poison. you also get a little tired of the people in the people. Uh, yeah. bars, you know, the, yeah, well, the patrons, I mean, well, God drugs. Bless them, they're out there spending <laughs> drugs. <money. laughs> drugs. Let's call it. Yeah. Let's call it yeah, right. What, what it what is. They right? are. It's what they yeah. are. And yeah. I know from, because I started as a bar back, at 50, I asked for my, again, I asked my friend Chris James for a, for a job. I needed to figure out what I was going to do with my life and my unemployment had run out and I'd worked through my pension and IRA and I really need to figure out, you know, something. And I went to him and I said, you know, I'd really like to be a bartender. And 
he said something to the effect that I don't need any bartenders, but my barback didn't show up tonight. So if you want work, I need a barback, but it's not an easy job. In fact, as it turned out to be, it was the hardest job I've ever had in my entire life. It's oh, yeah. a job that's meant for a 20-year-old, not a 50-year-old. And for, I did it for a year and, uh, you know, kick butt and yeah. really became a, an industry leader by starting at the bottom and working my way up. Very few I, writers that I know of in the cannabis or in, even in the alcohol field have ever spent any quality time washing dishes or cleaning get, toilets or I get you. cleaning up, or, you know, taking out the garbage. They, you know, they're good writers and a lot of ghost writers out there, but no one who's really done the work. Yeah. Well, we're going to the first break here, unbelievably quick. Um, <laughs> and when we come back, we're going to talk to Warren about a mutual subject of um, derision for both of us, and that's CBD snake oil. So we'll be right back. We'll be back to Crave Your Sweet Tooth with more Dazed and Infused right after this. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or 8 years old. You can still learn something that's going to make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart Pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, Smart Pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart Pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million Smart Pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. I'm your host, Dr. Dina. We've got David Faustino on the line, Bud Bundy from Married with Children. Did you feel nervous being a celebrity walking into a weed store? I don't remember it all being like, ooh, I'm scared someone's going to take my picture here. What are they going to say? Bud Bundy smokes Bud? I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be a big shocker. Hey, this is David Faustino, and I'm on Cannabis Confidential with my girl, Dr. Dina, on CannabisRadio.com. How sweet it is. Dazed and Infused is back only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to Days and Infused. Today we have Warren Bobrow with us, and uh, he's also called the Cocktail Whisperer. And we're going to talk about a uh, subject right now, the CBD, and that's the CBD subject in Safeway, Vons, Ralph's, everywhere you see it, CVS. What is that product? And I'm in the same camp as Warren you're talking about snake oil. Warren, what's your take on what's going on right now? 
Well, I, I knew that when I started getting the spam emails, which I get every single morning, you know, a thousand emails from who knows what, and they're saying cheap CBD will heal your cancer. <laughs> I know that there's a problem. First off, <laughs> right. the word is is uh, is heal your cancer. The second part is is cheap. Uh, there's no white paper on CBD. Uh, I'm happy that people are making money in that field. I, I think that vitamins are also something that people can make money at as opposed to much of anything else. I, you know, I, I, I'm naturally skeptical at cannabis mixed in or not necessarily cannabis, but CBD mixed in with, with craft cocktails as was the, uh, I don't know, it was a, a trend the, that sort of took place out on the West coast until it was made illegal. But also uh, in, in New York city, I've been and, hearing and a New lot York of friends city coming well. back yeah. saying, Oh yeah, you can do this for $15 a shot yeah, or something. But, but the problem is you need like 50 drops to have any sort of efficacy. And there's uh, and for, to pour, you know, two or three drops over the top of a cocktail and, and do an upcharge of five or six or 10 or $20. is just not fair because it doesn't do anything because Alcohol truly negates CBD, so right. it's one of those funny things that we don't know much about. Um, and also, when you add CBD to like a hot drink, you know, people are adding CBD to coffee. When you boil that coffee, the CBD burns off. There's nothing. It's again snake oil. Now, right. something I do believe in, and I think it's you know, having had my uh, cannabis DNA tested, I had a DNA test done. Uh, to see what type of strains I should be using. Full, you know, full uh, disclosure: I have glaucoma, and I want to be able to take my medicine. And the right. the things that they recommend is high CBD, low THC strains. But again, that gives you what we call the entourage effect. So you need a little bit of CBD, a little bit of THC, right. and then they work well together. Unfortunately, what you see sold in pharmacies out in the East Coast, at least you know. Whole Foods, for instance, there's no mention of the entourage effect because THC is illegal and it's stigmatized. So they're not going to say that this product has THC in it because it doesn't. It's illegal. And it'll get right. you know you have THC, you're going to go to jail. You know, 15 people every single you know every single or not 15 people every 15 minutes someone gets arrested for weed in New Jersey, and it's uh, you know it's so terribly stigmatized here. So we yeah. we have we have a problem. And the yeah. FDA clearly, I was in a meeting today talking about this very subject because we have a, uh, we're planning a national rollout with our product, but we're not doing anything until this thing gets clarified with the FDA. FDA clearly says that CBD derived from hemp or unknown sources right. is clearly illegal. And right. people have to understand that if you're at CVS and you're ingesting a CBD so-called product, you could be ingesting heavy metal laden product oh. from China or, or has, Colorado oh, yeah. <laughs> or, or no. even Colorado where the, where the strip mines, you know, and no, uh, no testing regimen. And, no, and, and there's, and there's no testing uh, on yeah. CBD. There's no, there's no testing. So the word to out there to everyone listening right now is if you're going to do CBD, make sure you get it from a dispensary or a licensed right. medical facility that has cannabis and make sure it's CBD, THC, combinant, what I call it, in full entourage effect, and it's derived from cannabis. That's all you need to know. And it, there are very many um, studies and reports on cannabis-derived CBD, THC. There are zero available papers right now that are legitimate 
that state that CBD, un, an unknown source, is a safe thing to do. So be careful when you're doing the CBD or you're buying it from your girlfriend or boyfriend on some no, sort of pyramid. Right, thing. some sort of pyramid scheme. You know, your, your friend's mom wants to get right. you in at the bottom level. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so... Um, now, um, how we're we're very much focused out here, especially with my company, um, Sense Distribution, and our products, Shuggies, and other products, in the low dose realm. And I've always I'm the inventor of our two baseline products, our agave and sugar, and we have made a very concerted effort to cater to not the lowest common denominator, but the lowest um, body mass person of about 140 pounds, and really aim at that person to onboard them into the cannabis world in a low dosage reg- regimen. So we use five milligrams for our content oh, of our packets. That's, and that's then we, not enough. It's not no, enough, man. You got to make them do uh, something. <laughs> you're an old stoner, Warren. I can't trust you. <laughs> but it's part of our main our mainstreaming mission. And I, I, I just hope that you know New Jersey gets on board soon because the mainstreaming mission is very important for us. And that's kind of my raison d'etre is I want to be the guy at the front side. We want to be, our company wants to be the, on the front side of making sure that people get cannabis in their daily life. What, where, where do you come from on this mainstreaming issue? Well, I, 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 I spoke every 10 or 15 minutes or so. <laughs> <laughs> That's plenty mainstream, my friend. I'd like the Swami, you know, I mean, if, if there's a joint to be rolled, I want to be the one that rolls it. But, uh, right. <laughs> but, but since my joint rolling skills are so poor, it's not going to work out quite so well. But, uh, well, you know, I, I think that, uh, that places such as New Jersey that, that have struggled with, with the stigma, and, but it's perfectly okay in the inner city, of course, to have a liquor store on every corner and cigarettes sold in pharmacies. Right. I, I just don't get that stuff. But I, I guess I don't have to because what I'm offering with cannabis cocktails is an alternative that sort of circumnavigates this, that stigma. And, and I want to kind of put it behind me because being able to, to build a beautiful cocktail that truly raises the bar that will ruin you for your bartender, which is my intent. Right. Uh, no one has to know that there's THC in it. And that is the key to why I wrote my book. It wasn't cannabis cocktails to drink around your parents so they don't know what you're doing, but in a way, it's cannabis cocktails that you can enjoy at a party and no one has to know what you're doing. Right. The discreet aspect of it is very cool. I mean, well, that's I, exactly I like what I'm thinking. Yeah, because no one needs to know. That's the, I mean, I don't even know if you've seen our product. Um, if you're out here in California. Well, I'll be out there on Thursday. <laughs> we'll get you some somehow. We'll, we'll arrange that through Donna. Cool. Um, but our thing is we make a product that you can take to grandma's house and no one's going to know what you're up to. And See, and that's my grandma, my grandma lived to 105 and she drank whiskey. So and my grandma just died three <laughs> months sorry. ago at 104. Uh, oh well, <laughs> whiskey was the was their medicine. It was, was truly their medicine. And, yeah, it you know, was. Even, drink or not, uh, she outlived three of her doctors, and they all said, "Sophie, quit drinking; it'll kill you." And she right. outlived them. So well, did, I wish go. she had smoked weed. I mean, can you imagine? She won. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so uh, where do you think, um, your cannabis cocktails are going in the next year or two? Is there anything interesting you're experimenting with right now for 
clients or bars or anything? That uh, I would love out? to be busier and I would love to be at a place where I'm building just delicious mocktails. I'm, I'm almost over the, the alcohol and THC thing because it's yeah. so unpredictable. I was on Viceland Live and they asked me to make a THC CBD cocktail that they, or a mocktail that they could feel or and it ended up they wanted something with bourbon in it. So I gave them bourbon. I gave them the entourage effect. And I told the, the guys on live TV not to have more than one per hour. And they had like six. Oh, God. 15 minutes. And they're oh, 200 God. milligrams a drink. And, you know, uh, it's too much responsibility. I have surf safe license. And I just don't want to, you know, have someone get, get ill. I mean, that's even though yeah. it wouldn't last and it wouldn't kill them, but still they're, they're not going to have a great experience. And, and the truly great experience is the stuff that I can do with mocktails. Right. I like that. Um, what we're doing right now is we're, we're doing a lot of tea and coffee drinks and um, fruit juice based nice. mocktail, cocktail, can of tail things without alcohol in them. And it, we're getting great reception to them. Yeah. People Who's, really dig are we, are going. we, are we allowed to talk about who does your, uh, are you using nanotechnology or anything like that? Uh, I have a proprietary way of infusing my sugar and agave that, um, you know, frankly, People come up to me all the time. It's like, oh, I've done this before. It's easy. It's like, mm-hmm. no, no, it's, it's not. not so easy. <laughs> it's, it took me over a year to get one of my formularies down and about nine months to get the other one down. Um, and it was, it was tough. And it's yeah. not tough to do it. What's tough to do is be consistent and accurate. Scalability is the key word. And we learned that in culinary school. And I just wasn't yeah. paying attention in that class. But, no. uh, but they call it scalability. Yeah, and, and, and I've got good partners who are very attentive to detail, and they mm-hmm. do what we need them to do, which is fantastic. And so I could not be happier with that. You're, you were lucky because uh, I'll just say you were very, very lucky because sometimes what you dream is not always what you taste. <laughs> it's not the truth. But, um, I, I, you know, even me, uh, I'm a, obviously an experienced cannabis user. I've been using for many, many years. And... I recently kind of screwed up with some tincture that I got, uh, a uh, high THC tincture. And mm. boy, did I have an interesting night. I'll tell you. Well, you should try out my tincture recipe from Cannabis Cocktails, Mocktails, and Tonics. In fact, I oh, know man. that it's in, in constant use by a couple very highly placed uh, bartenders down in uh, North Carolina. And they oh, carry it around with them, and they, they say that it, it, it has this, all the stuffing. Yeah. Well, I, I have been doing my own tincture um, for years, and I have a, my own recipe. We could talk about it sometime offline. I would love but that. But it, it's, it's very effective. I use a lower temp than you do, mm-hmm. but it has a very similar effect. And uh, right. I have this whole process that I go through, and I give it to um, some of my friends who need it for medical reasons and s- sleep issues, especially, you know, I'm sure you know this. is As you get older, and for the younger listeners out there, um, sleep becomes a little harder as you get older. No, it's, it's gotten easier. I don't know what everyone's <laughs> talking about. No, I'm serious. I have no trouble falling asleep whatsoever. That was the problem. The, 
the doctor, my eye doctor, wants me on high CBD indica strains, and I was falling asleep like a baby at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I would be willing to fall asleep right then and there. And then and at 10 o'clock, no problem. I'm asleep again. It's easy. Oh, I have no problem whatsoever. I don't know what everyone is talking about, having sleep problems. It does All not right. affect me. I'm sorry. Every, everybody at home, this is not normal. Okay. Warren, you're a lucky man. Don't listen to In, in many ways. Yeah. Many ways. That is cool. Um, but in terms of like flavor profiles, do you have anything that you think is going to be hitting in the next year? Oh, absolutely. Uh, everything goes west to east, as you know, and uh, I would love to see more bubble teas and uh, Thai iced teas, Vietnamese iced coffees. Oh, yeah. Things, you know, things with lemongrass and turmeric and really refreshing flavors that work well together that are Asian. And, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's great balance and there's great flavor. And uh, it's nice when there's a little bit of THC or live resin in there to get you really... Uh, messed up i like that nice i like that idea because obviously out here in california we've got a lot of asian influence here oh absolutely from from every culture and if it's making its way your your way i think you're in for a treat because there's a lot of good stuff out there sure um and in terms of um a winter drink do you have anything you'd tell the people at home Uh, what a good winter drink would be i i love doing uh there's a, a number of things. I mean, we're, we're starting to come into the holiday time. So I'm looking at punches mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm looking at warm punches. Uh, like, uh, I, I love the milk punch, which is not a, a warm drink by any means, but it's very warming. And the way that I like to have it done in the past and certainly we'll end up doing this again is I, I THC infuse the brandy and then I build a milk punch like they do at the Monteleone you know, the Hotel Monteleone, uh, mm-hmm. Marvin Allen's you know, bar at the, uh, you know, Hotel Monteleone. But uh, the carousel bar is just, you know, incredible for getting a, uh, a perfect winter drink, although they would never have THC in it. It would be up to you to bring, you know, to, right. to have that, that ingredient done and, and definitely not in a licensed cocktail bar. But, uh, but it is a delicious drink. And I also, I love, uh, you know, things like hot, Hot chocolate, a bittersweet hot chocolate with can of butter floated over the top and make it bulletproof and just have it melt through. And it's quite delicious. And then well, finish it off with something like you know Mexican mole bitters. Nice. Well, let's take a break on the milk punch. I love that. And that's old school. And we'll be right back with Warren Bobrow. We'll be back to Crave Your Sweet Tooth with more Dazed and Infused right after this. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. It's time to Hemp Resent. I am going to titillate your audio orifices with weekly radio rendezvous with some of the premier movers, shakers, and history makers of the cannabis community. Radio resident hempo sapien Vivian McPeak. I will be putting out a call to action on the issues of the day and putting your interests under the big lights as I provide cannabis commentary and weekly interviews that go straight for the nugular. 
Hem Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. How sweet it is. Dazed and Infused is back. Only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with Days and Infuse. This is uh, Latham Woodward, your host, and we're with Warren Bobrow, the cocktail whisperer. Um, we left it at Milk Punch, a traditional winter drink. And Warren, what would you suggest for a cool drink for the holiday season? A cool drink for the holiday season it would probably be something like a French 75. Oh, I love a nice. French 75. You know, it's, a cla- it's, a, it's old school. I'm old. So there you go. I mean, I like, I like old things. Even though I don't look old, don't don't let that fool you. I mean, they say I have a great face for radio, but uh, I would say the uh, ditto, ditto here, my friend. The French seventy-five is just so refreshing, and it does pack a punch like a uh, like a munition, like a French like a seventy-five millimeter gun. Um, I do it with tan- with roast oven roasted tangerine juice and a little mm. bit of uh, THC infused, uh, you know, Angostura bitters. So oh, you cool. take a, uh, a brown sugar cube or, you know, like a, a la Peru sugar cube, which is a natural sugar, Demerara mm-hmm. sugar, and you moisten it with the THC infused, uh, you know, Angostura bitters. Then I would add that uh, the tangerine juice and then add maybe float some botanical gin on top and top it with some sort of sparkling wine of some sort, something from, you know, maybe a sparkling bouvre would be delicious. Right on. So now we're at that time in the show where we get to the Cheech and Chong moment, the funny story from our guest. So Warren, you told us earlier during the pre-interview about a a cool thing or funny thing that happened to you in Colorado a month ago or something like that. Yeah. Let us know. What's your funny story? This is the best one. I was with my friend, uh, Chris Louie, who makes the Shaolin Canigars and we'd been dabbing in his, uh, in his car for about two hours outside the airport with the windows rolled up and smoking joint after joint. <laughs> I, I had a lot of weed coming. I was wearing a wool sweater and I, it was just soaked into my, into my body. I got into the airport, you know, after saying my goodbyes and it's just, they're just coming off of me at all directions. And there was someone in the pre TSA line that I was in and she said, they let anyone smoke weed in here, don't they? And <laughs> It's like, what are you talking about? I don't smell anything. I get into the, the security line and they do a secondary uh, pat down on me for some reason. I said, the, the tear guy, down, the tear down. I, I looked right at the TSA guy and I said, what exactly are you looking for? And he said, not that. <laughs> <laughs> that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it goes. Yeah. Well, and 
<laughs> well, when you're out here in, in California this weekend celebrating Emerald Cup, I hope I, you have some good experiences out there. I know you will. Oh, I will. I already have uh, just about all these people. You know, you see who I write about, and everyone yeah. wants to send me their stuff, so they all know where I'm staying, and I've, I'm pretty sure that uh, there'll be lots of things waiting for me when I get there. Hopefully, you'll be greeted at the Cannabis Cup also, or not the Cannabis Cup, at the, Emerald, yeah, the Cup Emerald Cup with... Um, the guy with the the leaf blower with the giant joint. Oh, on I want it. I want that. I want that, and I want to be photographed doing it. <laughs> that is pretty <laughs> hilarious, and it's always a fun time out there. Um, enjoy some good strains while you're here. You know you're coming to the heartland of all of it, yes. and <clears throat> really have some good times here. Um, we'll see if we can get you to try some shuggies while you're here. I'll oh, talk the, to and I love your name. And your name is fantastic, shuggies. Well, I mean, you. it's like. It's it's classic. Well, thank you very much. And Warren, thanks for being here today with us. It's my pleasure. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.